Chapter 3 We Have a Message Worth Proclaiming The world has always been willing to listen to a man with a real message from heaven. Since the days of John the Baptist, whenever anyone has manifestly been sent from God and has borne witness of the truth, the people have turned out to hear him. Luther in his day, and Wesley and Whitfield in theirs were recognized as true messengers of God. Fifty years ago, George Williams spoke one of God's thoughts and today, 5,000 young men's Christian associations affirm the value of his utterance. William Carey brought another great thought from heaven, and Robert Rakes another. In our own land, Dwight L. Moody, Francis E. Clark, Anthony Comstock, and Francis Willard have been bearers of rich messages from God. All these have met with stout opposition, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Eventually, their message was received and incorporated into the life of the church. One accent of the Holy Ghost, the heedless world, hath never lost. No one can doubt that God has messages for the church of today. Never was there an age that needed divine wisdom more than ours. Great problems confront us, and great dangers threaten us. Many of God's people seem dazed by the difficulties before them, and cry out in pitiful tones, Who is sufficient for these things? Instead of waiting upon God for a renewal of their strength, they resort to worldly expedients to gain the attention of the fickle crowd. Others recognize the same difficulties and dangers, and clamor loudly for a man with a message. They seem to be looking for a great spiritual leader who towers above his fellows like Elijah or John the Baptist, and who, by the excellence of his vision and the moral grandeur of his life, commands attention and inspires confidence. It may be that God will raise up another Elijah. Indeed, more than one has already been declared to be the prophet of the twentieth century. It is certainly easier to wait and wish for some great man to be raised up than to listen ourselves to the word of God. But who shall say that the latter way is not more in accordance with the divine plan? Every Christian should be a man with a message. Was it not said of our day, I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions? Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Was it not said of all believers, You shall be my witnesses? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Surely God needs us all as messengers of mercy to this sin-stricken world. Yet how many seem to have no message? They have nothing to say for God, because they have heard nothing, and they hear nothing because they are not living in communion with Him. They are like a broken telephone which can neither receive nor transmit. Their call is dropped, their communication broken, and they are of no use. How important it is, then, that those who are in open communication with God should take time to be holy, receive the messages of God, and deliver them to the world. How to Obtain a Message There are grave obstacles in the paths of even those who are busiest in the service of God. This is an age of hurry and worry. Unless we are very careful, we shall fall into the spirit of the age and allow ourselves to be robbed of that quiet and rest essential to a deep acquaintance with God. Somehow we must take time to be alone with God and let the truth about Jesus saturate our whole lives with its spirit. So shall we leave our prayer time each day with the dew of heaven upon our hearts 
and a fresh message upon our lips. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 2 verse 29. One great mistake made by the church in the past was to suppose that the minister was the only man with a message from God. That left the church largely dependent upon the Christian experience of one individual. If he did not get the message from God, the congregation suffered. If the word of God was not radiant in his eyes and the music of heaven did not vibrate in his heart, their souls would grow lean and their strength diminished. Now the teaching is different. To every man his work and to every man some manifestation of the Spirit. It is almost pathetic as one reads the Scriptures to see how eager God is to share His great thoughts with His children and how reluctant they are to receive them. An ox knows its owner, and a donkey its master's manger, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3 Oh, that my people would listen to me! that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Psalm 81 verses 13 through 14. I said, Here am I, here am I, to a nation which did not call on my name. I have spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 2. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. John chapter 16 verse 12 Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man all that God has prepared for those who love him 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 It is a dangerous thing to know God's will and not do it One of the most perilous things a Christian can do is simply to hold his own and not go forward into the deep things of God when led by the Spirit I have read of a Christian man who became so engrossed in his business that he essentially lost his fellowship with God. After a while, his business began to fail. He found that, in a few weeks, the vein of coal from which he had been mining would be exhausted and all his investment would be useless. He was also impressed that his business troubles were due to his departure from God, which led him to much prayer. One night, in a dream, a voice seemed to say to him, Go deeper. It seemed to him to be the voice of God, and it led to an entire transformation of his life. As he entered upon a closer walk with God, his heart was filled with new joy and power. Still, the voice kept speaking to him so persistently that he began to think it had something to do with his business. So one day, he proposed to his foreman that they should abandon the old vein of coal and sink a new shaft to find a deeper vein. The foreman ridiculed the idea for all the indications were against it. He insisted, and a shaft was sunk. After they had gone down a reasonable distance, they struck not a vein of coal, but an immense vein of iron. Suddenly, the bankrupt miner found himself a millionaire. He had gone deeper and found iron instead of coal. At the same time, he had sunk a spiritual shaft into the deep things of God and was now reveling in the true riches of the Holy Ghost. Is not this God's message to us today? Go deeper. If we have exhausted all the satisfaction and power in our present knowledge of truth, let us enter into the deep things of God, the depths of wisdom, love, peace, and power. God yearns to impart to us His very best, and He will do it just as soon as we are ready to receive it.
do not belittle the message. While the responsibility of receiving and transmitting God's thoughts is distributed to the whole church, the danger is that many will think that their message is of little value. If I could speak and pray like such a one, it would be worthwhile, they say. A messenger boy might also say, This telegram is a short one and doubtless of little importance, and so I will not hurry about delivering it. What does he know about its value? Nothing at all. It may be the most important message received at the office for a year. Even so, our testimony, short and stammering though it be, may, in God's sight, be the most important message of the meeting. Let us never withhold it when God bids us speak. Let us never dishonor the Holy Spirit by thinking that what He prompts us to say is of little consequence because our gifts are not as showy as some. God loves diversity. Remembering that a small copper wire, if clean and well insulated, is a better conductor than the largest gold or silver wire, let us not envy the gifts of others, but keep our own in constant use and give to the world all the precious thoughts that God has revealed to us. Dwell deep, O my soul, deeper yet hour by hour. Dwell deep, deeper yet, in His fullness of power.